0: Okay. Hi, welcome to attempt uh, three, three and a half? Three and, <laughs> half, three and three quarters, I guess, of uh, this this whatever Montform, is it, this podcast.
1: Nine and three quarters.
0: Uh, let's hope it works. I think it's working. We're good. Yep. Yeah, recording
1: um, past eight seconds. That's perfect.
0: So <laughs> it's not very professional yet. This is just an iPad Pro, and it we don't have a microphone, but we're we're gonna get one. I think You're we're so gonna concerned. get one. It's going to be fine. We're going to get one because, because the people need it. They the need, need they it. They need clear, clear Crisp. audio. Yeah, it's important to the listening ASMR experience. ASMR, quality. Um, so we've been talking about doing this for like, like a year, I think.
1: Well, when did it start?
0: I have no clue. It just kind of came up. Uh, we would have these discussions... We would get into borderline arguments at oh, times. Oh, I
1: remember when it started.
0: But there was there's these long discussions we would have, and we'd look at each other afterwards. Mainly, you would go, <laughs> "I wish we like recorded that. Like that was a cool like that was a good discussion.
1: We just had a TED talk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it turns out we realized most of the time those discussions happened when uh, we'd had. A couple doinks. Two or three. Two or three doinks. Or more. But, um, (laughs) and so we're like, well, that's the name of our podcast. It's two two or or three three doinks. doinks.
1: Well, but that's not why we named it that. But you can't know that unless you're here with us, we'll tell you. Because sometimes it'll be just us having two or three doinks. But sometimes we might have friends. Yeah. We have a few friends. And we'll have friends on here. At least
0: three. At
1: least 12. And those ones will come here and we will talk about anything our hearts desire. Um, because we don't really know a whole lot about much. You know more things.
0: Well, there's also zero sure. plans for anything. Yeah. Like what we're going to talk about.
1: Well, like today I have an idea. Oh. But, but that's just in case we don't have anything to talk about. Talk about. We could talk about anything though. Yeah. And we did record this already, like we said. We got about five or ten minutes in. It wasn't that long. Eventually, realized that we weren't recording any longer. About eight bars in (laughs) is how we
0: got. It's okay. We're good now. It's going. We were so, on a
1: good tangent.
0: Uh, what do we do? So I we introduced ourselves. Uh, the people who are listening to this probably already know us, but that's okay.
1: But there's the 1% chance that there's someone who doesn't know us. I think this time, let's not talk about where we live. <laughs> like, Let's not tell the entire internet where to find us <laughs> in person.
0: As far we don't as want like- to
1: get strangered.
0: How how how? We don't cl- want. No, I get it, but like, how close can I describe where we live? The city. The state. <laughs> <laughs> the state is it? That's literally all you want to say is the state of where we live. Uh, maybe let's just listen. Try listen, not. listen, we Joe. Can say, everybody knows Joe Rogan lives in Austin. Okay, okay. we're not even. We're not Joe. We're Rogan. not
1: Joe Rogan. We
0: can. We people can know where what city we live in.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. Nobody
0: but let's know, not
1: tell them our neighborhood.
0: I didn't. For Pete's sake. I'm not gonna. We live in St. Charles, Missouri, and we love St. Charles, Missouri.
1: We do love St. Charles. It's the
0: best. We are (laughs) what's called this side of the river, folks. We are the struggle. Yes. uh, I don't want anything to do with that side of the river. I work on that side of the river.
1: The east side of the river can stay over there then we'll stay on the road. Re- now the we west have fun river.
0: we have fun going over there. We do
1: like it there actually. But we love St. Charles. I enjoy
0: working over there sometimes. I enjoy going to restaurants and things over there. Love living over here. But
1: we don't live there. I don't for relate a don't
0: relate to that we live lifestyle because we love it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we um, are drinking currently. We're
0: doinking. Yeah, the doink of the night.
1: The doink of the night, we decided that there would be a doink Every podcast, a different doink, a little AS, ASMR. Um, this one is shawarma.
0: It's not shawarma.
1: <laughs> it's not shawarma.
0: So this is actually pretty cool. It's called, so, okay, just recently we came back from this distillery. Within the hour. And it is called St. Louis Distillery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, turns out, not in St. Louis.
1: Not in St. In, in St.
0: Charles. Charles. But... Um, they are a sweet little distillery, and they make all their own spirits. Um, and we and had
1: a very lengthy tour
0: with was, a man
1: who I don't remember his name.
0: He was very passionate. You should probably hold still this is
1: here because then right. it's equal.
0: Yeah, so we're equals. So um, we are drinking what's called Starka. Starka. Starka is they actually made the first Starka in the country.
1: In the country. It's from originally...
0: Poland. Poland. Uh, so you take... Basically, it's the same concept as, like, whiskey. Well, they he, you take vodka. Uh, oh, here's how Starka started. Uh,
1: you know, I didn't like it when he said it.
0: I mean. <laughs> well, I don't care. I thought it was fascinating. You know, it's fine. Here's how Starka started. You took your... Uh, when you had your first daughter... You took a barrel of vodka, you buried it, and then you served it on her wedding day. And that's fascinating. When
1: you had your first daughter, you made her into a vodka, and you served it on her wedding
0: day. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a barrel-aged vodka. Kind of unique, right? It's brown. Like, it's a vodka, but it it's looks brown. It looks
1: like, it's like a whiskey rye.
0: So we're drinking a barrel-aged vodka. It was the first ever in the country, and uh, he's proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm glad to be sipping it. Anyway, um, away we go
1: and away we go so each episode we will name after whatever we are doinking and we'll have a doinking game and we might have some doinking topics with some doinking friends that's kind of the gist of what this is
0: right Mm. yep
1: we don't we just talk about we talk about everything um but for the 1% of people who don't know who we are, which is unlikely but possible, what did we decide his name was? The 1% that would find us on the interwebs?
0: Oh, the guy who discovered it. I said, I, you know, you Jim. You called
1: him Jim. I called is that his Jim. name? I, I okay. don't, sure. Hello, Jim. Um, my name is Chelsea. And this is. I'm Jeffrey. This is Jeffrey. Um, we're married. We're a married couple. We live in St. Charles.
0: We've seen each other naked. We <laughs>
1: That's something we've done
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: But we had that nothing else.
0: Yeah, that was it.
1: We've been married for 8 years eight this years. year. Our anniversary was last month. And
0: we're very different people. We're very different.
1: And you were giving a little bit of a history, a little brief Jeffrey history and I actually enjoyed it
0: very much. Yeah, um well, so I started off by saying like what I do for a living, uh, which I'm a golf professional. And not a professional not golfer. Not a professional golfer. Most people think I'm like on tour making a lot of money. I'm not. I'm I'm good, but I'm not that good. And I make more money doing other things related to golf than actually playing golf, even though I make a little bit playing golf. But it's it's not great. People um, always
1: ask me, so he's like on TV?
0: No, I'm not. One day. One day, maybe. It could happen. I
1: always say that. I'm like, you could, know, it's possible. could.
0: I have the route to potentially get on TV if I play well enough, but haven't yet. Anyway, so I am basically an adult babysitter. Um... And professional weatherman.
1: Uh, A uneducated weatherman.
0: But what I really do and my biggest passion is golf equipment. I fit clubs. Are you going to explain
1: to them how you're a weatherman? Because nobody understands.
0: How I'm a weatherman? Well, when it starts raining, everybody wants to know... Hey, how long's it gonna be? What are you thinking? When can we go play? Is it gonna stop yet? When it, when's it gonna rain? Blah, I live blah. off
1: hole nine, and you're at this hole. Yeah. Hey. What's it, the weather like five feet away from? It's
0: me? raining at my house, but is it raining there at the golf shop? Um,
1: By the way, if you're a Bell Reeve member listening to this, we love you. Please don't
0: take this personally. <laughs> no, do take it personally. If you're, <laughs> but if also you're,
1: don't do that. Anymore. If you're a member
0: and you've somehow found your way to my podcast, I'm that's. Wow. Good for you. Um, anyway, so that's what I do. I, I do love it. it. It has given me some unbelievable experiences in life. Um, and, and yeah, that's me. That's what I do. Um, did you want to, me to get into, like, more of well, who I Well, I asked you,
1: do you feel like that's all that there is to know about that's you? That's right. Or just your job? No,
0: I'm not. I am... This is when I said I, re, I was reluctant to do this you said i'm a nine this
1: is all i'll say about
0: this <laughs> this is and all I'm, I'm gonna say not about this. talking
1: about it anymore yeah
0: because <laughs> the enneagram if you know what it is you get it if you don't you, do whatever you get it? i'm a nine which means <laughs> all i all i know is i am quiet i'm reserved i uh it, which is very true. If you find me in a big group of people, unless I'm in the comfort of my own home, I'm generally not super good at conversations. I'm not great at sharing my feelings, what's going on, and it's nothing personal. I don't. Uh, that's the whole reason we started this podcast or is wanted it? to do this. Yeah, because the only re- like the biggest way that I get to. I, I find it easy to like share my feelings or what's going on in my head is like, I don't know if this is good or bad <laughs> with uh, two or three doinks, you know? Because well,
1: you loosen up. We have. Did we already talk about um, PCJ? Uh,
0: no, so, no, because
1: we were doing that on the first time we recorded it. Yeah, it's so not my PC. It's. I don't know. Your PR guy. My
0: counselor gave me this little thing to think about, where it's like. It's almost like you have this little guy inside you who's like your PR guy, and he kind of like mm-hmm. stops, like, like
1: he filters everything. He filters
0: everything, and if only we could like make that guy just quit for a minute.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd be a lot more interesting, and people would probably like me more. Uh, because the Whoa. thing is, Whoa. no, hey, time out. The thing is, it. Those of you who know me, like you, you understand. But some people, a lot of times, um, in fact, I've had a couple coworkers. They didn't like me for like a whole year cuz they thought
1: I uh, thought they didn't they didn't think you liked them.
0: No, they didn't like me either. And but, well also Both. they they thought I like hated them. Um for like a whole year they thought I was a dick and I'm like, "No." And eventually they they've come around. They understand more of who I am now, but reality is I'm just quiet. Like mm-hmm. I keep to myself. I don't really make small talk very well. And when I just go about my day, kind of quiet, like it doesn't mean I hate you or dislike you. I that that just is what it is. Yeah. And so. But
1: to your own detriment, we were talking about how you do that, like you don't. You're consistent and you're steady, but that's almost to your own
0: detriment too. Correct. It has its pros and its cons. I my, I I kind of am on a single like. Wavelength. Not many ups and downs. My range of emotions isn't very big, and that's great in a lot of ways, and it sucks in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. it would be cool at times to feel or to be able to understand what I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, to to feel like more ups and downs, like yeah. like you do. Um, <laughs> <Thanks>. So. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, because we were saying how um, it's good because you're not affected by things a lot and you don't, you're very patient, mm-hmm. but you can. it can also be to your own detriment because it causes you to not even know what you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. People ask, like, if, when you ask me, like, you know, how are you? I'm just, ah.
1: Hard question.
0: Good. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Like what? I don't know. What could
1: be wrong? There are
0: times when things aren't great, and I'm stressed out of my mind. And but you don't know why. Sometimes I know why. Unfortunately, it's usually always work related. Yeah. Which sucks. But. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, that's a teeny little bit about me and who I am, and I'm working on all those things, and I've learned. A lot in the last eight years of being married to you. And I would be a completely different person without your help in, I don't know, helping me, pushing me to uh, learn more about myself. So, yes.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah. Do you think, uh, what do you think would be different?
0: I'd probably be not very fun. I'd, <laughs> Uh, well, I don't believe that. <laughs> no, I'd probably be one of those people who just like I don't, know, I'd, I don't know I'd be boring i'd just I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd do the same thing over mm. and over and and be content with it, unfortunately,
1: yeah, I could see that, I guess,
0: and i I already am kind of that way. I'm yeah. kind of content with it, but as right. far as having some experiences that um I don't know. I don't know how to...
1: You're, you're fun, though. You are fun. Like, you get those wild hairs of,
0: I want to go do this thing.
1: I think I'd yeah. still
0: have that. No, I might. I might. But...
1: I remember before we were dating, it seemed like you were pretty involved in a lot of things. But you didn't have as many responsibilities then either.
0: I was very different back then. You know, they say you like kind of change every 10 years as a person. I At thought I've heard it that. Was
1: every seven years, every cell in your body's different. Yeah, but <laughs> is you that the same thing.
0: <laughs> no, that's different. Well, are you? A, I think your like personality goes through changes oh, every like ten years. You're kind of a different person. Yeah. And, do you think
1: it has anything to do with the cells? Maybe. Is because all your cells are different. Sure. And then all of a sudden,
0: you're. In I your, guess.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: Maybe your cells are different enneagram types. No, I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. So enough about me.
1: Um, Um, You're going to need to hold that in your hand because you've been touched it this whole time. And this is your doink. uh, And that's the whole point, okay? And uh I'm going to need that over there. uh This is an interlude. Um,
0: So... That's a teeny little bit about me. Chelsea, um, as you'll probably notice, has a way easier time. This is not a bad thing or, a, or an insult. Oh. Um, she can talk oh. and go on oh. longer than I can.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she's really good at feeling at, at at the... At feeling uh, my
1: feelings. No,
0: yeah, Correct. Yeah, feeling your feelings. Correct. And being able to put it into words. I'm terrible at putting my feelings into words.
1: Well... We're different because I'm a verbal processor. Yep. I am in, uh, my CPU is, it, it is verbal. Is that, what CPU stand for?
0: Computer processing unit? Yeah, it's verbal.
1: <laughs> Listen. Okay, this is not a good example of how I'm good at
0: verbally processing.
1: <laughs> it's a
0: good example, though, of how I'm not always so good at it. Why don't you tell the people what you do for a living?
1: Well, my job is complicated because everybody thinks they know what I do, but they don't.
0: Okay. Right? Sure.
1: Because I'm a real estate agent. But that's not really what I do. It's something, it's something I do. Sure. I feel like I'm on those game shows where it's like figure it out. It's something I do, but it's not all of what I do. Um I mainly I'm a director of marketing. Mhm. At a realty company Mm -hmm. and I have kind of inherited the position of being like an operations manager sort of. So I I handle all of the day-to-day processes, but I also handle everything that goes out into the public. And then I help people buy and sell homes and eventually we're going to own our own rental properties. Yep. So I do all of that house-related stuff.
0: And while I got an actual like degree in professional golf management and marketing, you didn't actually get any school. Hang on, this this, wait, this sounds like an insult. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm turning this into an actual compliment. (laughs) Okay. You actually didn't have any schooling in this, yet you're an absolute rock star. You're an all star. Like you're you're killing it, and and you've killed it in like. Every line of work you've done, you've Thanks. always been like the best person in the office or whatever. Well, this and is what this we call is...
1: high functioning anxiety.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> you found something that you're incredible at, and uh, again, my point is, it's not because of like schooling, which was meaningless. Yeah. It's you. It's just you. Like you create. You like you're good.
1: Yeah. I never. Okay. So. When we met, I was in college. I went to a semester of Linenwood.
0: Yeah, one semester. Well, before count. we met, we, it was like high school. I was after we out. met. Sorry,
1: but I went to a semester, and then because my dad had always drilled in my head, you need a high, you need a college degree, you have to be educated, and I had spent so much time getting a scholarship and all this stuff that fell through anyway. Long story, but then after a semester, what?
0: We, I just, I just have the, I don't know. I'm thinking of a, a funny thing about you in college. I couldn't stop smiling. What? So, Chelsea thought for, um, what? Uh, <laughs> you know how like you, you go and you have like, uh, I, I forget they, every college calls it something different, like flex bucks or something oh, for no. dining. She didn't realize You're that like
1: tell them this? she
0: didn't realize that those like I'm
1: gonna compliment the hell out of you and then shit all <laughs> over you and then she, next. Day.
0: She didn't realize those like had a finite amount, so she went into start of the coffee shop every morning and got coffee and like breakfast. And then after yeah, like three weeks (laughs) or a week, turns out her flex bucks were gone. gone. And they're like, you know, she rings up, she walks up to the counter, like, "Oh, your flex bucks." She's like, "What do you mean? I thought this was like on the house."
1: What do you mean? I go to, (laughs) I pay you so much money to. (laughs) here. You're not going to give me fucking free coffee every
0: day? (laughs) nobody explained to her that you actually do pay for that.
1: Alright, so look, a thing about me that people have to understand (laughs) is, I don't know a lot.
0: College wasn't for you.
1: Uh, Whoa. (laughs) No. The thing is, I have all my life felt like nobody prepared me. And so, that's why currently I hold myself to such a high degree of pressure and stress. Because, I always feel underprepared. I always feel like any mistake could be the detriment of my life, and that's called anxiety. Yeah, so That's wow. what I
0: have. That's miserable.
1: It is miserable, and that's why sometimes when people compliment, oh, well, you're doing so good in your career, and you're doing all these things, I there's a part of me that feels not ashamed, but like, oof. Like, you don't understand what's behind that. Like, it's a lot of pressure, and it's a lot of stress that... I'm holding on to to be at that level, um, because if I'm anything less, then I just feel like a failure. Mm. So we are very different. Yeah. I don't have the coast mentality. I have a very high standard um, for myself, and for some reason, a really low standard for most other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to do much except just be nice to me. And for some reason, I'm like, you're the best person, and. I've been trying to work on
0: that. That's how I actually. won you over. I was just nice to you. No,
1: actually, it was the opposite. You oh. played into my bad boy fantasy. Oh shit! Because you, the thing you talked about,
0: I was, like the opposite of a bad boy. I know. Too. It's true. I'm you like, are.
1: You're a good boy. Um, oh, thank so, you. Such a good boy. You're such a good boy. Um, no, what you did was. You ignored me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, if any girl is listening right now, is like, yep, that's the way to a woman's heart, is you just ignore her. And you didn't even know you were doing it,
0: unfortunately, No, because you. You, you were young.
1: Yeah, I'm still younger. I'm the same difference in
0: age. But it's different. It's not that it's much different. different. It's different. You were in high school.
1: Yeah, well... You're I was in
0: college two years older than me. now it's like oh I'm 31 you're 28 like no big deal like that it's very different than high school and college
1: yeah you're right because at one point I was illegal
0: yeah that's actually a pretty big difference <laughs> so
1: but then you won me over by ignoring me for three years
0: yeah Mission accomplished.
1: Mission accomplished. And then I had to tell you, I had to come on to you. Yeah. And then you had to decide, this is true male white privilege right here, is you had to decide if you wanted me.
0: Yeah, I did. And you took all but two weeks to figure that out. Yeah, it's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing. I could have molded over for a while.
1: You could have, but I think that as soon as you were like, wow, this is like... This is like a girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. wow. That's a, all it took. Oh, a girl likes me, so let's just go for this one. <laughs> you make me sound like a total dweeb. <laughs> I am kind of a dweeb.
1: Well, <laughs> What was your real thought process?
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. Where were we?
1: Uh, well, I was just you. telling you about myself. Yeah. I was telling you, because you don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, that's what I do for a living. I don't know. What else is there about
0: me? Uh, okay, so to be fair... I'm a two. I, there you go. So I went into my little Enneagram number or whatever that means. Enneagram You're a two. So I'm what's a, a two mean?
1: I'm an Enneagram two, uh, meaning I peer pressured you into taking the Enneagram.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> that's
1: what an Enneagram two is. Uh, and then I do that to basically all of my friends. mm. And I actually, even this past week, paid for someone to take it.
0: Oh my gosh, did you? Agree? It was Tanisha.
1: Oh. She thanked me for it later, so there you go. The,
0: so click the link me. we're going to provide after <laughs> this to, uh, to get we're a free Enneagram off test. Yeah. <laughs> your
1: first <Enneagram laughs> test. Use, um, the code, the code, <laughs> use the code
0: two or three doinks for 10% off.
1: Use the code, use the Mark. Um, <laughs> can you spell that for them? For your first Enneagram test. We got a sponsor a, already. Uh, code um, We Oh, that would be so cool. What if we get sponsors? Well, that's one
0: Can't step, at, one that step at a time here. One step
1: at a time. I'm an Enneagram too. It means that I, when I'm in my worst places of life, I can be manipulative, but with the best intentions. Hmm. It's I always want to be valuable to other people. I have a wing three for those of you who are familiar with the Enneagram.
0: That, now you're getting real deep.
1: I am getting deep.
0: That's like um, a, that's a whole level that I didn't quite
1: yeah, comprehend. Well, you didn't really go anywhere with it, but just knowing what it... It's okay. Okay. That's just you. Yeah. I liked it a lot more. Um Yeah, I want to be valuable to people, so I make myself valuable to people. And it can be unfair to people. I have difficulty with boundaries, both setting them and respecting them. And it's something I've been working on a lot since I learned that like three years ago. And it sucks sometimes. It's real tough. Learning that about yourself. I know for me it was like I had a mental breakdown, it felt like when I learned all that stuff. For you, it was just like another Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I think it was a Thursday. You
1: don't know that. <laughs> hmm.
0: Hmm. So, what are we talking about?
1: Oh, well, so first of all, I have a question okay. How do I know how long we've been recording? I don't know. There's bars doesn't matter. But nobody's been timing this.
0: It doesn't matter. So the
1: first episode could be 30 minutes or it could be two hours. We just
0: don't know. It's not going to be two hours.
1: It's not. What We don't even know what time it is. I'll fall asleep. Oh, 8.30. Before... But we don't know when we started. So that's something. doesn't matter. Was there anything that we said the first time that we didn't say this time?
0: No. I don't think so.
1: Like about the doinking rules. We talked about that. Like, no, Jeffrey says so if three adjectives. Yeah,
0: I do this sometimes. She points out these little habits I have where, like, Sorry. I'll say, oh, I really, really, really want to do something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, it, you get the point.
1: No, it, you say it's it's the very, very, very best that it could possibly got be. Got it.
0: So that it comes in threes. Yes. Not twice, but thrice.
1: Thrice adjectives in the rice
0: row. Yeah, um, that means take a doink.
1: That means you're doinking with us. And tonight, the doink of the night is vodka. It's shwarma. Uh, it's not shwarma. It's Starka. Starka
0: vodka. Vodka. Cardinal sin, Starka vodka. Cardinal
1: sin, Starka vodka. And we're not sponsored yet by anyone.
0: Um, oh, what if we got <gasps> what if we got that distillery to sponsor us?
1: That would make sense.
0: That would totally What if we got cool. like
1: Pedialyte to sponsor us?
0: No, we get we get that to steal Excedrin. It, right? For all the seven people who may listen to this.
1: Right. Five. Uh, yeah. Twelve at best.
0: We're a big influence. At
1: least twelve.
0: At least. Um, but anyway. you know,
1: I've had a lot of people reach out to me about this, so yeah. here's to hoping. We don't even know how we're gonna upload this yet though. We're gonna find that out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um well the thing I was gonna ask you about. Mm was we kind of almost ended up there because I talked about the past three years and how the Enneagram has been a very helpful tool for me. And what happened to us about three years ago? Mm. What's now? 2021 is about 2018. And in about January of
0: 2018... Was
1: it then? Yep. Yeah. That we decided that we... We're not going to be a part of the church anymore. The Christian church. I was going to ask you about that.
0: The church, well, okay. But well, we don't
1: about it now. It's up to you.
0: No, the... Uh, yeah. Ooh. Depends how you define. So, the church we were going to, as in the four walls.
1: Well, okay. Let's talk about anonymity here. We discussed that names were going to be something we... We're careful of using. So yeah, there's sure. that. And the name of that church, we can definitely use.
0: That's fine. Right? Well, we can't. It does, it, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what church it is.
1: Well, but for context sake, you were you were the one that originally invited me to that. But we had both been a big part of
0: that Christian church.
1: faith yeah, for, that or for you for your whole life.
0: Uh, yes and no what I mean my mean? childhood was there was a good period of time where like my family didn't go to church when was that? Uh, early on I think we like started like 6 probably well no even after that I think I remember we found a we, we went to this church in O'Fallon mm. we stopped going for probably a couple years and then uh, my parents went to the I was probably eleven or twelve when they um, went to the church that they're still going to now, and they came home all excited. They're like, "You'll never believe it! Uh, the church we went to today, they like have donuts and like food <laughs> and like coffee and stuff, and you're allowed to like eat the food for free.
1: They don't have for flex free dollars. You're or allowed anything. to
0: you're allowed to like take it to your seat and eat it. <laughs> <Yes>. I did. <laughs> See, you make it's not, it's only funny if you, like you don't have to ask somebody. I know,
1: but you know. I want you to laugh.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> so they're like, "Yeah, isn't that amazing?" And you know, twelve year old me is like, "Hell yeah, that sounds awesome!" Hell I like yeah. you got. I get to, I get to eat while listening to like church. Like, all right, that oh, sounds good. cool. And it, it's fairly big church, and I'm sure people know what it is. And uh, yeah, so that was my. Um, Church for a while until, oh, I mean, I got really into church. uh, Probably fast forward to like freshman year, sophomore year.
1: Please get a little closer.
0: um, Where I was pretty involved in like the youth group and whatnot. And our church went through this weird shift where we had like a really cool youth group um, and it was. It was awesome, and then some new leadership took over, and then it quickly turned into how can we get more kids in more kids in the door and turn church cool, right? So we get foosball tables, we get video games, we get you know all these things.
1: Which is so funny because that's when I used to get invited. yeah, it was after that happened. Yeah. So I remember that
0: too. Do you? Yeah,
1: I was there for a lot of like the video game nights.
0: Ah, past. Was, well, this wasn't even nice. It's just like Sunday mornings, and and it, as a even like I was the target market for this, and I hated it. I was like, this is not what I'm here for. Like I'm here for like, community and and, and like a an awesome message. I said this sounds so weird to me saying that, but like that was true. Right
1: at the time. At the you time, had a like really that's
0: good intention. That's what I was about, and I I used to get so like upset at the kids who. So like, let's say we have our message, we have a closing prayer, and I would watch all these kids um, kind of looking at each other, heads up, ready to race out the door to be the first one to the GameCube after the prayer. Uh, that's all they were there for. They, it was their one day a week, they got to go play video games, one day, which I guess isn't inherently bad, but there was a good little core of us in the youth group, which were like, we were we were solid and we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of growth and I became a very different person. Uh, but that's the way that the youth group continued to head, um, being more just bodies in the seats and not as much like meat in the message. Um, and I kind of was like, I I need something more and discovered this. Other church, a couple friends of mine at school, so fast forward, this is probably sophomore year of high school, a couple of my friends at CHS were going to this other church that was completely different. Um, You get there, and first of all, when I started going, this was year one of the church, there were 35, 40 people there at the most. Um, I mean, it was small, and it was... Okay, tonight we're in this book of, not tonight, uh, for the next nine months, we're in this book of the Bible, and we're going to go verse by verse. Mm -hmm. We're not going to skip over the hard ones or the weird ones. We're just going to study what it says. And tonight we might be in one verse. Who knows? And that was fascinating. That was awesome. And I loved every minute of it. And Wednesday nights became my favorite night of the week. Yeah. And that's true, that was it was the best. Yeah. Like I I learned so much, I grew so much, and I was like, this well, is what church was supposed to be. This is, is what it should be.
1: Can I ask you a question just now that we're in this place in our life? What does it mean when you say you grew so much?
0: I learned a lot about scripture and and well, that's a, that, that okay, right? that is a good question. What so what does that mean? If if I put myself back in those shoes, I would con- I would consider myself like closer to God. Like I I just had this what was constant that? like peace and okay okay and this sounds so cliche. I always hated this term, but like fire, like oh
1: I was on fire.
0: Oh I know. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, it, it became just such a big like defining part of who I was, uh-huh. and but it, it brought me a lot of joy and peace. Right. I think that's...
1: So do you think that that's what people mean when they say they grew a lot, is that they felt more at peace?
0: Probably. Okay. okay. I don't know.
1: So my upbringing was really different than yours, because you guys started going to church when you were pretty young, mm-hmm. and it was a big part of your... Life
0: after that. Yeah, I went to a private Christian school.
1: Right. And, like, I met you through your younger brother who was always, like, the guy who went to church, Mm -hmm. but he was a lot like you. He didn't really... He wasn't very... He was social. He had a lot of friends, but he didn't really, like, ever talk that much or, like, he wasn't outgoing by any means, so he was pretty shy. And... But before I was friends with him i was friends with this other guy who i dated and i went to his church which was like a southern baptist church so and it was like hard to get me in the door because i grew up with a dad that was an atheist and a mom that was like a non-practicing lutheran Uh so i really didn't know anything about god church the bible at all until i was like 13 years old when I started going to this guy's church and it took everything to get me in the door. I was like, this is whack science. I, (laughs) at the time I was like, I believe more in like magic and like, I don't know. Like what I didn't, just didn't think God existed at all. And I was like, and if he did exist, like he doesn't care about anyone. That was kind of where I was at. I had a pretty pessimistic view of Mm. everything. So I started going to his church and I liked that there were just people there that gave a shit. Mm-hmm. And I think now looking back, at the time, what I felt like was like, oh, here's people that want me to be a part of this thing that I feel like I'm good Like, I'm good at being around these people. I'm good at learning the Bible. I'm good at, like, understanding what this is. And then they wanted me to be a part of their worship team, which was really what hooked me in. Because now, here I am, like playing music in front of these people every week and I have like a sense of leadership Mm -hmm. and it really just made me invested in the whole thing because now I have like this influence on people and it's for a good reason. And it really just, it really honed into the parts of me that um, can be my best asset and my worst asset is like, I want to lead people. I want to care for people. I want to um, be an influence on people, but I also like can take advantage of that and go a little too far and kind of get sucked into wanting to be everything to everyone all the time. And
0: and like, like you like the attention or not that? Um,
1: I'm sure part of it was that, but it was mainly just that like, I felt like I was, I was of value to these people. Sure. I felt like these people needed me. Okay. And like I had a purpose in their environment. And so then when I did, You know, that makes it sound like really manipulative, but that's just how I see it now. At the time, I didn't feel that way at all. At the time, it felt like here's this thing that helps me to feel like what you were saying, like at peace and that I know God and that like I have the answer to everything in life. Like all the answers to life's problems are at my fingertips. I can just read it and it's there. And I was really impressed by that, and I wanted to give that to other people. I wanted other people to feel that way, too. Um, but then I found, like, that church was just, like, kind of how you said, like, they brought in all the games, and they were, like, trying to pander to an audience. Like, mine was trying to pander to the older audience, which was, like, we just kind of want to come here and dress nice and feel good about ourselves. And I was, like, isn't the point of all of this to, like, be helping people? Mm-hmm. So, like, why are we not doing that? Like, why is it that inner city kids can't afford lunch, but we're sitting here having a potluck every week? Yeah. Just for ourselves. Like, why is sure. it that we spend so much time doing, like, visitations, which was basically just to get your numbers up, but we don't do anything to help the community? Mm. Like, what's the point of all of this? I just didn't see the purpose. and it. I was like, I'm not going here anymore if you guys. I, I actually gave them an ultimatum. I went to my youth pastor and I was like, I'm leaving unless you do this. <laughs> Nobody wanted to listen to me. Ooh. They were like, nah, we'd rather keep doing dissertations. And I was like, cool, so I'm leaving. And they tried to make me feel bad and it didn't work. So I went with you because I went with you to a Wednesday night and I was like, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, they actually, we, the phrase, we love St. Charles. Like, that was their mantra. They did... I remember the first week I went there, it was, I think, with Jamie and Martin and Lisa and um, Maria and Matt and a couple other people.
0: We gave... Or, but we're not naming names.
1: Well, I just named all those names. Okay. Um, their first names. Nobody's going to know. So, know. Who's going to Who's going to know? They can't know. How are they going to know? So... The first week we were there, we went to like the motel that used to be off of the um, service road and like the Motel 8 or whatever it was that used to be off the service road, like right next to the car dealerships Okay. between, yeah, like an exit up. So we went there and we were giving food to the homeless people. That was the first week that I was there. They invited me to do that. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for is these people actually give a shit about people. And back then, it was so about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was? A, all of it was like, okay, we'll meet on these nights and we'll meet on these mornings. And other than that, like we're just serving all the time. And somehow, this is where our stories collide of you're collide? there in a place where it's really awesome, and I'm there in a place where it's really awesome. And then fast forward, what? Five years later.
0: Probably more than that. I mean, well, no, we're talking. We got
1: married the next year after what
0: I'm referring to, because oh, I started got it. going there
1: okay. in 2011. We got married in 2013, so not yeah. the next year, but 2013, and then we stopped going in
0: 2018. So it's five got years. It. Got it. Okay. I was thinking from like the time I started going. So yeah. Go ahead. So
1: five years later, we know we moved away for a little bit and we came True. back. And so much. Was different.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it started to make us both realize. Well, it took us a long time to realize anything.
0: I used to think that like this, is the perfect church. This is it. Like, I I feel sorry for anybody going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like you're missing out. Like, yeah. yeah. That 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 was that was what I thought.
1: My friend who went with me in my old church when I switched, he actually said to me, that place is where God is. Uh, <laughs> hmm. And that was like almost how people treated it. Like this was the perfect church. They did everything right. And when we moved back, we, we so we got married in 2013. We moved away to Kentucky. We came back in 2018. 15 and we were back for good. Yeah. And we started going back to our church for like consistently. And at some point we both just realized like we didn't feel the same about it. Yeah. But it, because you are such like a, um, you have that PR guy that tells you everything's fine and I'm such a people pleaser. It took us like two years to figure out that we were something just, wasn't quite that right. something was wrong. Yeah. And how would you say that happened for you?
0: I think I started noticing a shift from Wednesday night is my favorite night of the week, and I cannot wait. To. Oh, shit! I haven't been to a Wednesday night, and like. Four or five weeks, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was uh, do. You know, some of it was due to work. Like I, I, you know, I had to close and, or I had to open the next day, and just you know, eight mm-hmm. thirty service or whatever is was late, and just exhaustion yeah. didn't well, go. Anyway, at
1: the time you were working like sixty hours a week.
0: Too. Uh, yeah, well, I was working a lot, and sometimes it didn't allow to go. Sometimes it, I could have gone, and I just chose not to. Yeah, and so. I think after a while I took a step back. Uh, Well, okay. There's another, there's another part to how this church was where we met in homes on Sundays, like in the morning. And the place we met at was like right across the street from right. Like we walked there. It took us 10 seconds to walk there. So Mm -hmm. we never missed that. We were there every week. So it wasn't like we were just dipping out. Yeah. Completely dipping out. It's just, I look back and I'm like, "Man, I'm for some reason these these Wednesday night gatherings like just aren't what they used to be and I couldn't figure out why."
1: Yeah, it I, went from Wednesday being the best night of the week to this is exhausting.
0: Exhausting is the perfect word for it. Like it was burdensome. It was I'd rather spend the time decompressing at home, like, or going to bed early or uh-huh. uh, I don't, spending... Uh, not, actually, here's the thing. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even, I'm going to go recluse at home. It was, um, I remember vividly a couple times, I had a, uh, you know, co-worker at work or, or somebody who, friend. like, wanted to hang out and, or, or was going through going through something and, like, needed a friend, and I just chose to go hang out with them and I look back at it. I'm like, okay, that was, that's nothing wrong with that decision. But, um,
1: well, and this leads in what you're talking about skirts so much on the line of like
0: skirt on the different. of, I oh, know I'm kind of jumping of
1: where forward. we are now and how we feel. Cause how you're, I, what I love about when you're able to tell this story is you can say it as you felt then. Yeah. Because I can't do that as much anymore. I know how I feel now, and so Mm. it's hard for me to describe how I felt then, which was so different. Yeah, that's fair. But you're able to do that.
0: So, okay, let me rewind, and then you go forward with how you were feeling then, I guess.
1: Well, just like I was talking about at the old place, when I find myself in a new place, I usually try to, like, establish myself, right? Like... I do it at every job I'm in. I do it at every church I went to. Like my first thing that I did was become best friends with the pastor. Mm -hmm. Like even the first night I was there, like I made established connection and I just made myself important there. I would sign up for every leadership role. I would sign up for every opportunity. And and then even when we joined our Sunday groups, it was in his group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was important to me was to be of value to that group of people. And this is the person who is the most valuable in this group, so I'm going to be valuable to him. And I, now, that makes it sound like really disingenuine, but it wasn't. Like, it's all with the intention of I care, and I want to be cared about too. Um, but at some point after we moved back, I started feeling... I don't know. I think it took me a lot longer to feel what you were feeling, because I did have that sort of connection there, and you did like you. That was never important to you.
0: Well, I did notice how things had changed as far as what originally drew me to the church, which was we're in this book for a year, verse by verse, blah blah blah. All of a sudden, even though it was disguised as we're in this book and here's the, we going go verse by verse. It, it kind of turned topical. Yeah. And so that was always my biggest kind of pet peeve with most churches is here's the fun, you know, cool topic. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're, here's our series on this.
1: <laughs> on grief, on, on yeah, anger. Yeah, here's our
0: series and it's going to have these cool little videos we show every week yep. and these cool graphics. And it's going to be these eight week series on whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I, that's what I just, Didn't like. I was like, "This isn't the word of God. This is just whatever this pastor's agenda is, Um, or what
1: this person feels." Yeah, and is what the Bible says. It's backwards thinking because it's like, rather than taking a book of text and translating it for people, Mm -hmm. it's taking your feelings and fitting fitting in the verse. Yeah,
0: you can pull verses from all over the place to make it fit. Anyway, so I I slowly watched that happen. Right. where yes we're in this book yes we're studying this couple verses but we're gonna pull all of these verses mm-hmm. from all over the place and all of these quotes and all of these um, yeah, yeah quotes from other you know authors and things and then at the end it would almost turn into this um, conviction message well it turned into a theme yeah like a, a, a it, w- it might as well have been here's our eight week series on on pick this buzzword.
1: Right.
0: Like, that's what it turned into. Well, and
1: you know what changed was that one particular person left who was integral to the integrity of how things were translated. He was very much the person that said, this is how things are translated. This is what this means. And it lost for a long time. I felt like I was going to school in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I was going to a place to learn what this thing said and what this thing meant based on history and facts and evidence and, Not just my feelings. Sure. And then when that person left, that drastically changed. Yeah, it did. It turned into, here are my feelings about what I think this means. And it's not necessarily based on any type of fact. It's just my feelings.
0: But also kind of disguised, like shoehorned into how can we make that thought fit into this verse. Right. So.
1: Here is what I took from this. So how do I make this fit what I took from this? Yeah. And...
0: So so I think that is actually what changed for me on Wednesdays. I yeah. quickly lost interest and then I had a good excuse to be like, eh, I think I'd rather right. stay home. Right.
1: And for me it was mainly that part always mattered to me, but I could always take something from it still. Mm. Even if I didn't always fully agree with it. And then it turned into I'm recognizing that I'm giving so much to this community of people. And because I am surrounding myself completely with this community of, like, people that are like-minded, I'm totally missing out on all these people that aren't. Yeah. Like, for example, we just started realizing that on Wednesday nights we were giving so much of our time and our energy to, like, we were doing something for the church every single day at one point. Almost. Like, Wednesday nights we're going, Thursday nights we have a meeting, Friday nights we're preparing for something, Sunday we have this...
0: For a Monday, while, you we were running the, group, the entire children's, children's thing for the Sunday night thing. So it took And days. I was doing it on Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. It took day... Uh, yeah, almost every day of the week you were preparing for that. So
1: Right. And then yeah. when I wasn't doing that, I was leading groups on mission trips or um, helping with some type of event and probably discipling someone too. Mm-hmm. And so every night of the week has something to do with the church and like we had friends who just weren't interested in that lifestyle and we still wanted to show them that we cared and we love them. But what, with what time? Yeah. And, um, we couldn't, we were tired of inviting people to go to church yeah. because that didn't feel genuine anymore. And There's
0: certain people who just aren't going to come to a Wednesday night service like that. They're just we not just started gonna...
1: to realize that there wasn't anything wrong with that. Sure. And it doesn't mean that that person isn't deserving of well, it's of love and affection and time.
0: It's intimidating. Like It started to even get, especially now that I look back and realize who I am and, mm-hmm. and kind of how introverted I am, like... Right. Wednesday nights were exhausting. God, it. it's it's hundreds of people. It turned yeah. into hundreds of people. when I started at this church. It was thirty to fifty people. Now it's hundreds.
1: Oh, over six hundred people every service.
0: And it doesn't matter. It it you can't have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the conversations were nothing but small talk. It was pointless. So yeah. here's you know super loud music pumping and, uh, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, great to see you. How are you? Great to see you. Yeah, what's new? What's new? like You get these these minute-long surface-level conversations. Okay, now it's time to start the service. Okay, now the service is over. Let's have these same three or four conversations, time to go. Uh, That was nothing. That accomplished nothing. It was not fulfilling. It was just exhausting. It was discouraging. Yeah. We continued to go to the Sunday gatherings because it was a group of... 15 to 20 people, where you yeah. could actually have a conversation, a meaningful conversation.
1: Which, now, let's just get into, like...
0: Well, hang on. Okay, go on. Go on. Go
1: on. Well, I'm just saying, like, we could go in and out of the semantics of, like, why we decided. And I'm sure somebody would get something from that. But, like, oh, it's just so hard to talk about it and not talk about how I feel about it now. Because... We've
0: learned a lot
1: since then. We, in for fact, the past we had however many minutes we've been talking about how we felt about it then, but like how I feel about it now. is so even when I hear you talk, I'm like, oh, I, I can't.
0: Our reasons for stepping away then are are I think have evolved into oh, what yeah. they actually are.
1: I think we both still do this. Are we have struggled with this for so long of masking our true intents intentions. We both struggle with that. Do you know what I mean by that? Maybe. So like, if I ask you, what do you want to do? Your first thought, I feel like your first thought is, what is the right answer? Hmm. And when you ask me what I want to do, I go, what do they want to do? And so we both have always struggled with that. When we left the church... It was because of what would have been the acceptable reason at the time. And we fully believed that, but I don't think it was real. Mm -hmm. I think we fully believed our reasoning, but it was a justification for what we really wanted because what we really wanted, we didn't feel like was good enough. And we both do that. We both feel like what we really want isn't good enough. So we have to change it to the, be the right answer. And so do you know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, Kind of. I think I'll need a little bit more explanation on that, or more of an example.
1: Well, the example is what we're talking about, so that'll be perfect. Like, we left because at the time we said, we want to, well, we said such Christianese phrases at the time. We We said, we want to be a light to the darkness or something. No, no, no. We want to... Go out into the world rather than having the world come to us for uh, Jesus.
0: I don't remember saying that.
1: It was something. What like I that.
0: remember saying was uh, there were certain people we wanted to get close, like, reach. close with, reach, yeah, get, connect with, that frankly weren't going to come to a Wednesday night service.
1: And we wanted to be available to those people.
0: Yeah, and we were.
1: And But the problem is, I think we really believed that at the time. But now that I look back, what the real motivation was, I think for me, if I'm being 100% honest with myself now, was I felt that I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do with my time Hmm. and not have to feel guilty about it. Yeah. I wanted to be able to go talk to my friend who didn't have the same beliefs as the church, quote unquote. Um, and not have to feel badly. I wanted to be able to have my own life and to live my life without feeling guilt all the time. And when we left, that was the first emotion I remember experiencing was like just finally free Yeah. to do whatever it was I wanted and whatever it was. I And it took me. Months and months and months and months to really even understand how to do that because for so long I had had to live in guilt of I feel badly if I'm not there doing this thing or I feel badly if I'm not feeling this way about this thing and now I'm allowed to go and say and do and be whatever I want and I don't know how to do that and it took me a long time to even know how to feel okay with that. Mm. That's what I mean by masking.
0: So, can you be a Christian and not go to church?
1: <laughs> Are you a Christian?
0: I still believe so.
1: You think so? What does that mean?
0: Well, like I've maintained, like, I've not renounced my faith.
1: Okay. What is your um, faith? What do you believe?
0: I do at this time, like, I, I, I do still believe in Christ.
1: Okay.
0: And. What do you believe about?
1: Oh, gosh, we're both getting tired, aren't we?
0: A little bit. Sorry. Okay. Right. What do but you
1: believe about Christ?
0: I believe in, in, a. Uh, I I believe in Christ, like, redemptive, you know, life and why he, he came to die for us. I what I don't fully agree with is, like, the way that, I don't know, the way the church is and the way the American church is.
1: Yeah. Well, we definitely so, both have felt that way.
0: Yeah. So, like, we get a lot of, in the last three years, I've had a lot of people obviously still in the church, like, um... You know, question my faith and like how can you 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 have oh, no community yeah. you have no community you That's have a classic no,
1: question. Is you're not in the church anymore so what do you do for a community?
0: Yeah, like you you're definitely like are you a Christian anymore? Do you still like so I, that's my question. Like okay. do you believe can you be a Christian and not go to church?
1: Well, look, I have a problem with the question. Okay. <laughs> Cuz it's assuming that I am a Christian. Which sure. I don't know if I am it. I mean, in the traditional sense, probably not. Okay. In my uh, non traditional sense, sure. Um, I love the Bible for what it is. I think that it's a really incredible book that has so much to teach us mm-hmm. and there's so much to learn about it. I'll be honest, I haven't opened one since we left. Mm-hmm. I just don't because at the same time I found a lot of other helpful resources too yeah and being open to learning new things and being in contact with people that don't see eye to eye with me I feel like is way more valuable than learning from all the people that do see eye to eye with me Mm. that have the same beliefs as me I feel like is that's the most boring conversation I can have um so since leaving the church I've made it a big priority to learn things that I don't know and see life from a different perspective that I'm not familiar with which is why like psychology has been so interesting to me like learning about mental illness and things like that or even like when we first left the church astrology and stuff even though I don't believe it and I don't well, not mental illness, but I don't believe in astrology. Yeah, let's,
0: let's preface that by telling <laughs> uh, the quick story of, like, why you reached it. Like, or actually how that proved to be kind of cool. What? Well, you ran into the... We were oh, at Westport, at and you ran at this girl, Westport Social. Yeah, yeah. And you were able to connect with her. So,
1: well, let me tell
0: my story. Okay, yeah, you you know, quick yeah, question. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, when we left the church, about... For about the first month, I just spent a month or two just researching, like, different beliefs. And, like, at the time, we had a roommate living with us whose friend was uh, not Mormon. What was he? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just learning other beliefs that weren't the same as ours. And... I spent a lot of time researching astrology just cuz I was curious. And we ended up going to this bar and it would bit would have been a night that we would have been at church. And we people always say like, well what do you do for community? And at this time I was so used to talking to random strangers all the time about nothing and I hadn't done that in like a few weeks. So when we went to this bar and there's this random girl just hanging out with her friend, I just started talking to them, which is something I probably would not do now. <laughs> and she had this tattoo on her arm that was the Libra symbol, and I go, "Oh, are you a Libra?" And she went on and on and on on about how she's a Libra and what that means and blah 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 and all of her different symbols and what those mean. And I don't remember any of the information anymore because it's been years since I've researched it. But um, she was finally like, "Well, what's your symbol?" And I was like, "I think I'm a Sagittarius." And she's like, "And do you believe in it?" And I go, "Oh no, I think it's bullshit." <laughs> 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 and she was so shocked for a minute. And I was like, no, no offense to you. Like, I think it's great that you believe that. Um, I just don't. And here's what I believe. And we started talking about it. And it was like this whole nother experience that I'd never had before of like, oh, hey, we completely disagree. But I respect you and you respect me. I gave you the time of day by listening to what you believe. And you give me the time of day what I about what I believe. And we can still be friends. <laughs> and it's okay that we both have a difference of opinion. But the thing that she said that stuck out to me the most that I still carry with me all the time, and I wish she was listening to this, she's never going to. But I want her to know how much this affected me. Is she went, um, I said something at one point that was like correcting her belief. Even though I didn't mean to, that's what I did. And she quickly said back, so kindly, but so sternly, um, I believe that because I have a life experience. You can't just tell people what to believe because in doing so you um, you like, negate their life experience. You downplay what they've gone through. And I'd never thought about it that way is, look, I got to this point and believe what I believe because I've had these experiences in my, my life. life. And that's what my experiences have led me to believe. But if I just tell somebody who's an atheist that their life experience is not important and that I know better than them and my experience is better than them, then I'm just essentially saying like, what you believe is dog shit. It's worthless. It doesn't mean anything. And that's so disrespectful because they came to that conclusion for a reason. And they spent time and energy and emotion and thought to get to that conclusion. And I'm just telling them in one fell swoop that everything you've experienced is nothing. Mm. That's so unfair. Mm. So now I think I'm less of like, well, I'm a Christian and more of like, I just believe that I don't know anything. (laughs) Like... I just don't know very much and I could be wrong about everything. I'm wrong about a lot of things. Like, there are things that me and Cole talk about. We're name dropping again. I think Cole. He'll he'll be here. And he'll tell me stuff about space that I never knew like five minutes ago.
0: Cole's going to be a guest superstar.
1: Oh, for sure. He's going to be on here all the time. Um, But Cole will tell me stuff about the universe that I didn't know five minutes ago. And he's just, like, a normal dude. So, like, what can I really know about, you know, the meaning of everything? Probably not that much. So I'm probably wrong, and I just don't hold too tightly to anything. I have a feeling about this, and I feel that this is good, and this is right, and this is great, but I could be very wrong. So I guess that makes me agnostic. Hmm. But... I am hopeful that hopefully some of that stuff is true. I also have a lot of problems with certain things in the Bible that um, people believe. Hmm. So
0: that should be episode two.
1: Oh God, but that could be a whole nother topic. Or three, to be or four, or five, or like many. where we are now with all that stuff is a whole another story. And I don't even know if anybody will. How many listeners did we just cut out in our first episode?
0: I don't know. That's fine. It's you know. Maybe this one's not for them. Maybe yeah. another one is. Or if we offended everybody, then this whole podcast gone. probably isn't for them. So you know, it's fine.
1: Yeah, if you're, we're going to curse a little and we're going to doink a little and we're going to talk about stuff that you might not agree with. And if that's not for you, then.
0: That's fine. Then that's so. fine.
1: And Jeffrey's giving me the, we're the, at that place, aren't we?
0: I'm just at the place of being really tired. How
1: many bars that how many minutes is eight? Listen, we're gonna bar, figure it out. Bars. All right. It's
0: the first time we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's like thirty minutes. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. On two or three drinks.
1: Hey. Thanks for being here. Um, thank you for being a friend.
0: And we look forward to more.
1: Um I hope. I'm sure that in the future we'll have some friends on here and we will doink some more joints, but for tonight, we drank our shawarma and... It's not shawarma. <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> the Starco was delicious. Shout out, St. Louis Distillery.
1: Right, and we'll probably name the podcast what we drank so you can drink along. And Jeffrey didn't do any of his three adjectives, so if you guys have better drinking games for us, um, let us know. Or if you want us to talk about anything in particular, let us know. Yeah. Um, also, do you want anyone to follow you on Instagram? Right? No,
0: I don't. No, yeah, no. we don't want to do. I don't that. social media.
1: Don't follow us anywhere. Um, like, don't find that. our home. Don't follow us in the street. I don't um, walk in the street. This has been our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah. And love you. Good night.
0: Well, have Have a good. Have a great have, one. Okay. Have a good good Great rate. Granny eight.